Welcome to The Holistic Entrepreneur with Holistic Nurse Practitioner, Success Coach, and Best-Selling Author, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies to achieve success on your holistic entrepreneur journey. Each show features answers to common entrepreneur challenges, along with a healthy dose of support and motivation. Now, please welcome the host of The Holistic Entrepreneur, Bonnie Gressel. Welcome, everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Holistic Entrepreneur. Now, today we're going to do a summary of the content marketing series that I have been doing for the past couple of months. It was kind of hit and miss because we had so many fabulous guests that wanted to be on the show. So I took a little segue from that. So we're going to do that today. It might be a little bit longer show today, but I always want to start now uh, each show with a reminder for us from the angels. And so the angel card that comes to us today, very interesting as we end this year, 2019, and really in the decade, um, the car that comes to to us today on the last day of the year is to get more information. You know that we're always in a process of learning. I think people who are successful in business or or really whatever they do are are lifetime learners. You know, we're always changing, growing, evolving, and and learning from from every experience that we have. I mean, all of life's experiences create who we become. So it's the lessons that we learn from those experiences and how we apply them going forward. Now, to to me, this card, I mean, the message that comes to me is more about um, what we learn from our experiences and, and that we should continue to be learning as opposed to you, you're needing to go out and get specific information. That's the message that I get because it's not it's not um, telling you to take a certain class or course or whatever, um, but it is a reminder for all of us to remember and to recognize that all of life, um, I mean, everything provides us lessons. So choosing how to learn from those, right? Because we're always going to learn something, learn something positive or negative, or you react or you, or you really think about it. But but just pay attention to all of those little life lessons that we get like every day. That's the message that I get to pass on to you today. So if that resonates with you, great, because it, it certainly resonates with me as a reminder. And that's what these cards really are. These readings are really a reminder. I mean, we know all this stuff. It's just that life gets busy and we need reminders. So now before we get into the show, I always want to take a moment to thank you for being here. I so appreciate your time, and I know that time is our most precious asset, so I always want to make sure that these shows are value-packed so that you feel your time was well spent. You know, because I think being a holistic entrepreneur is more about who you are than what you do. No one in the whole world does what you do in the way you do it. You know, you want to make a difference in the world. You come from that heart-centered place. And perhaps that's you, and that's why you've decided to join us on the show today. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. I hope that you find this will be another great episode with insights to help you on your entrepreneur journey. Now make sure you check out the show page before you leave. There's always a gift for you there and ways to connect with me as well. And today actually is the very last day that I have the end of the year Um, sale, special, whatever you want to call it, on my masterclass, the Expand Your Reach with Podcasting Masterclass. It's like 90, over 90% off. And today's the last day. So even though I said 
the card today doesn't, <laughs> the reading today doesn't mean you need to go out and learn something. If you're so inclined, check it out and you'll know if it, if it fits for you. Um, so anyway, I just want to let you know that that was there as well. Now, maybe you have a message to share, but you don't want to like do your own show. Well, let me know if you want to be a guest. I always love meeting new people and having guests on the show. Information presented here as a reminder is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I always want you to just take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. This show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder for all of us. Now, let's get into our our summary. Because this is going to be a little bit longer show, probably. I have a feeling it will be because we're going through a lot of things. But know that I'm putting, I'm going to go through things kind of quickly, as I typically do when I do this stuff. But all the links to all the individual episodes that have more detail are in the show page below. So check those out, and you can always go back and listen to the whole show. And then, too, you know, maybe there's more that you'd like fleshed out on any of these topics, or maybe something that I didn't even cover. Let me know. Send me a message. Whether I cover it or we get a guest on the show that has more expertise that can speak to it, you know, I want this to be a value for you because I think connecting with your ideal client, patient, audience is so critical and the best way to do that, I think, is organically through content marketing because, I mean, you can buy ads and and you'll get certain number of people, they may not be the right people though. Um, so depending on how your you know ad is created, but content marketing allows you to build that relationship, that know, like, and trust relationship. You know, I'm a firm believer that the best way to, to, you know, get that organic traffic is through content marketing and engaging with your audience. You know, if you want leads fast, you know, paid advertising might be the way to go. But if you really want that long-term lifetime clients, patience. I think being a credible, authoritative source on topics that matter to your potential customers, you know, you become that expert. You become the go-to person. That's the, I mean, that's what I think it's all about. So let's get into sort of a summary of all the things that we talked about in our content marketing series. We began actually with developing rapport or relationship. I mean, I think this is critical. Rapport has tremendous power. I mean, people buy from those people who they know, like, and trust, right? Whether it's coming into your, your office or your clinic for a service or, you know, buying your product or whatever. It all starts with that relationship with rapport. And people like other people who are kind of like themselves or who they would like to be. That's really key. Either they're, they identify with you or they would like to be like you. And people don't engage with people who are not like them and who are not how they want to be. So it's all about building that relationship. And we're going to kind of talk through um, about that as we go through all these topics. Now, we, we started back in July talking about blogging. Oh my gosh, it seems like such a long time ago that we talked about this. You know, blogging is huge. If you know, if you look at a hundred different successful website, you know, you're going to notice that there's one thing that they all have in common, and that's a blog. And that's because blogs are so powerful. Websites should be dynamic, meaning they're always changing. And when you change content all the time by adding a new blog, 
then it looks like it's a dynamic site, right? It doesn't look stagnant because when it's stagnant, when there's not a lot of change for a long period of time, it kind of looks like nobody's minding the store or nobody cares about their customer, you know, their clients or their patients. So I think that blogging is an essential element to, you know, of content marketing that is sometimes missed. And the people who really get it right have a blog. Um, I have um, a, a podcast on my site as my regular recurring content because I would rather talk than write. So, so I don't. I don't do a written blog anymore. I used to, uh, but now I do a podcasting uh, podcast. So whether you do video podcasting, you know, audio or a written blog, doesn't matter. Something that's consistent. Really, those are all forms of of blogging if you look at it that way. And so through valuable content, then you can demonstrate your experience, your expertise. And it also helps you rank higher in search engines because you can use keywords and things so that you get picked up. It's a part of a, a search engine optimization strategy or an SEO strategy. And you become known as the expert, the go-to person for your business, the service that you provide. But, you know, it has to also be readable and of value to the reader. So there's kind of a um, a blend between enough keywords so that you attract the search engines and the, the bots, so to speak, but then also have enough easy to read, easy to understand, valuable content so that it's engaging to the reader, the human reader. And then always add a call to action. You know, it might be, you know, sign up for something free, you know, for a report or, or whatever. It might be to just to connect with you or to share something, to leave a comment, to engage with you on social media, whatever it is, somehow engage you with your reader, your audience for your blog on each blog post. And then consistency is key. I mean, in my opinion, it's far more important to be consistent than how often you do something. If you do, if you want to do a blog once a month, that's perfectly fine, but do it once a month. Don't do, don't say I'm going to do it, you know, once a week and then do three and then never do another one for another year. That just does not bode well for you. So consistency is really important. And you've, you know, you've got a lot of, you've got a lot to communicate. I know you do, but people are not very, they don't, I mean, they're so busy these days, right? They don't like really long blogs. Now there are some people who say you should have really long blogs because then search engines pick them up more easily because there's more, you know, keywords in there to, to trigger their, their system. But you have to also keep in mind how much a reader wants to read. I mean, do they want to read a half an hour <laughs> or do they just want something shorter so I would you know keep that in mind as you're as you're looking at how long should your blog be and then repurpose your content into other things social media posts uh, video wherever now the website let's talk a little bit about that that was another episode that we had back in July and as I mentioned, websites should be dynamic, means they're always changing. New info, you know, a blog, a podcast, whatever, something to create it that it looks like there's somebody home. It looks like there's somebody paying attention and is there if they have a question to interact with. It's also, again, a good thing for search engine optimization. Now, there's a few things to kind of keep in mind, and that's the keywords, which we talked a little bit about. It's words or phrases in your content that make it possible for search engines to find you and for people to find you when they're searching for a particular word in the search bar. 
And then meta descriptions are kind of little snippets about what each page is. This is more for search engines than it is for human beings because only the search engines see this, but it's still a good thing to do. And then alt text for images kind of serves two purposes. What that is, is that it's a, a word or a couple of words describing what the picture is. There really isn't, a, I don't think, a, a limit on how many words you want to use, but it allows the search engines to read the text because it can't see pictures. But then for people human beings who are visually impaired, it also allows them to read what this picture is, you know, because they probably have a reader or something with their, a reader on their computer so that they can still kind of see what the picture is. The other thing to keep in mind on a good website is to have it easy to navigate. A good exercise to go through is to do it yourself. Take a click around your vis your website, just kind of click on a few things. Is it easy to find things? Now, you might be a little biased because it's your site, you know what's on it, but have somebody else do it, a friend do it or whatever. You know, you can have the prettiest website in the world, but if people can't find what they're looking for easily, they will click off and you've lost them. Because, you know, you only have, you know, maybe three to five, maybe 10 seconds at the very most to engage somebody. So make sure you don't make it too difficult for them. And then check that all the links go where they're supposed to go. I find this all the time with, with my clients. Um, external links should always open a new window. Otherwise, they leave your website. That's a kind of a website 101 thing. And yet there's a ton of people, even who have had their websites developed by developers, um, who don't have the external links open in a new page. It opens on the same page, which means, poof, they're gone from your website. And then offer them something. There should be something, some call to action, you know, something they can sign up for. Maybe it's your newsletter, a valuable gift. Just have them connect with you. Something that that gets them um, an option to go further with you if they want to. And then the most important thing should be what's known as above the fold, meaning you can see it without having to scroll down. And then think about, is the website reflective of you and your work? Is your branding evidence, you know, does it, does it have your vibe? Can somebody tell kind of the person or the, off, the business you have by looking at your website? And then what about your about page? Some websites that I look at don't even have an about page. That's, you, you need to have something about you. And the same thing with your services, you know, do they really convey what your services are? And then do you have social proof? Testimonials are great for this, reviews, stories, and then social media links so that people can connect with you elsewhere. Make sure the copy, this is another little thing, make sure the copyright is current because it's, it's another sign that's not dynamic. If your copyright is 2016, it looks like nobody's home and nobody's even looked at this since 2016. So make sure your copyright is current as well. And then we talked about videos. This was in August that we talked about videos strategies to use video in your marketing. You know, video is like all the rage these days. I mean, there's, I could quote a bunch of stats, but we don't have time for that today. Just know that it's hugely important. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And live streaming videos are really all the rage now. So take advantage of that, you know, Facebook Live and Instagram Stories, and you can actually share the two between Instagram and Facebook, which is awesome. If you don't want to be on camera yourself, use you know, like a screen capture, a PowerPoint and speak over it or, or something so that, you know, you've got something there or use um, an, animated, an animated video or um, there's all kinds of programs out there that you can do that stuff. But somehow get video into your marketing. I think that's hugely important. I mean, people in general like to see you, like to see your face. 
So at least have your picture someplace. If you don't want to be live to camera, at least have your picture someplace. And then you can share content that you already have. Share your blog content. Put videos in an email that you're sending out to your list. You know, I know that that little red dot can be intimidating to to you if you're trying to record yourself live to camera. I know it is for me, but you know, just practice with it. Get used to it. Use some of those other methods that I suggested to start. And and don't wait for the good hair day or the perfect time <laughs> weather-wise. You know, I know I have trouble with this sometimes. It's like, oh, I don't want to do a video today. But just do it, right? <laughs> just do it. And you don't need a lot of expensive equipment. Gosh, you can use your phone for now. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, it's amazing the quality of video that you can create just from your smartphone. It's it's amazing. And if you're not live, you can always edit it as well. You know, if you're doing something that's a little bit longer, break it up into little sections. You know, 20 seconds or so, then pause the recording, look at your notes or whatever, and then, um, you know, record another 20 seconds. And then put it all together in editing later. There's plenty of ways to do it. The more you do it, the better you're going to get. And, you know, everybody starts out at that awkward stage. And that's okay because it makes you real, right? It makes you a human being and people are fine with those mistakes. I don't clean up mistakes in a lot of the things I do. As you can probably tell in these podcasts, I don't do that because that makes you human and I think that's a good thing. And then in August, we also talked about newsletters, how that communicating regularly with your with your customer, your clients, your patients is part of relationship building 101. It really is. You know, people, you know, like I said, buy from or work with those people who they know, like, and trust. And so I think newsletter or some ongoing communication, whatever you want to call that. Some people don't like to call it a newsletter because that's, you know, a term that gets used all the time. Call it something else. But somehow engaging with your with your list, your um, people you have in your patient database, whatever, getting that consistent communication out there. And again, consistency is the key. So if you plan to do a newsletter or whatever you call this ongoing communication and send it out to your list in with a video or audio, it doesn't matter really. You can do all three of them if you want to, but make sure this is the most important thing. Make sure it's something that you can do, that you can handle, that you can commit to. Don't do like two newsletters and then never do another one. It just doesn't look good. You know, you have to be consistent. So and make sure that so make sure that the newsletter is easy to fit into your schedule and work life as well. It's supposed to be a fun thing, not something you dread. You know, when I do a monthly newsletter now, I used to do weekly, and I like get excited and start making notes. Oh, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to mention this, and and I that's how it should be. It shouldn't be a drudgery. So make sure it's doable for you. And then always give value. Absolutely. Always give value and be engaging. And then, you know, use the content you already have. Maybe you write a blog, maybe you do a podcast, maybe whatever. Put those things in there too. You don't have to write from scratch every time. And you might have a section with, you know, what's going on with you, both business-wise and personal life. People want to get to know you. So newsletter is not necessarily a sales page, but you can offer things to your community. You know, let it lets them know that they're special, that this offer is only for them because they're on your list. And it's an offer maybe not on your website for just anybody. And if it is, don't say that it's just for them, but always have a call to action in your newsletter. Whether it's connect to connect for a chat, a call, if they've got a question, check out your blog, go to your social media stuff, whatever. Have some sort of call to action always, 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 pretty much on everything you do because you want to remind people 
You know, it's again, it's about those reminders because they might mean to, but they just don't think of it. So remind them. And then in September, we talked about social media. And, you know, I kind of fought this for a while too, but you know, if you're a social media fan or not, it's here to stay (laughs) and building your online presence. you, You need to have this part of your stuff. So the mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making is they try to get involved in everything. And that's really not a good thing to do. I usually suggest one, two, three at the very most, but maybe two things. Be active, get to know it, be comfortable, be consistent and engage with your community. Then you can always add another platform if you want to. And Facebook and Instagram are linked together now. So you can kind of get a double whammy with that, which is awesome. You can post something one place and have it sent to the other as well. So it's kind of an easy thing to do. But look at your business objectives. Maybe Facebook's a better option or maybe LinkedIn is better for you based on what you do. You know, developing that social media presence is something that you need to plan and and do some strategy around. Otherwise, you can get carried away and spending too much time on it. So have a structure to it. And I think um, small businesses and entrepreneurs really need a Facebook page and probably an Instagram account. Um, And like I said, the two are linked now, so it makes it easy. But that's where people are going to go look for you. And that often is what comes up first when they search your business name or your name. Sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, well before your website does. So have your presence be known there. And there are so many things that you can do with a Facebook page these days. You can add a blog, promote yourself, sell your products. They can connect with you. You can schedule appointments. I mean, all kinds of things. So it's a good strategy to use, but make sure that you have a strategy and a plan to do it. And now Facebook changes their algorithm all the time, but currently at the time of this recording, only about maybe one to two, three percent at the very most, people see your post on your page, unless they really engage with everything that you post, and then they might see a little bit more. So here's a little secret. When you change the cover photo on your photo, on your um, cover photo on your Facebook page, everybody you are connected to, everybody, your friends on your pages, your groups, everybody you're connected to will see that in their newsfeed. So it's a way to sort of re-engage with more people. And then always have that call to action. You know, on the Facebook cover photo, great place to have your call to action, have your phone number um, so that, you know, it's easy for people to connect with you. And then in, um, we took a little bit of a break because I had tons of awesome guests that I wanted to share with you. But then in December, we started back into our content marketing um, series. We missed a little bit of time there. And we talked about podcasting. This is one of my favorite tools to use, obviously, um, because I I love it. I've been doing this for almost a decade now. When I think about that, I think, oh my gosh, that's a really long time. But podcasting is a great way to expand your reach, you know, connect with more people, Build your online presence. It's amazing. But, you know, you have to plan to do that just like anything. So have some goals. You know, identify who your ideal audience is and the message you want to share. And then do some research. You know, learn from people who are already out there, like on iTunes or wherever, which is now called Apple Podcasts. Um, Learn to do and what not to do from those who have gone before you. Take a look at covers and titles and read some reviews. That's a great way to learn those things. And then identify your ideal audience. First, before, you know, think about why you do what you do. That, because that's part of this. And then identify your niche and what the problem is and how you solve it and all that sort of thing. And then who do you want to reach with your message? I mean, maybe you just have, you have a message that needs to be shared, but it's not necessarily to build your business or anything like that, but you want to share this content. So identify what your core message is. 
And then you craft it, crafting your message. You know, how does your story or your message relate to the audience? How can you change or impact someone's life? What do you want them to be able to say, do, think, or feel after listening to your show? Just like writing a book or anything, really, any piece of content. And then always have that call to action. And then you can use hosting company automation to distribute and promote, and it really saves you a lot of time. And then repurpose your content. I mean, a lot of these things talk about repurposing the stuff you just made. So repurpose that content into something else, which leads us into the episode I did last week on webinars and eBooks, because it's a, a great segue into that, because you've got all this content now. And remember, nobody does what you do in the way you do it, right? You have something to teach. You got all this content, repurpose that content into something like a webinar, a free webinar. You can create webinars or web classes, sometimes they're called, simply to provide content, you know, to build that know, like, and trust factor. But you should always still have some call to action, you know, a free chat to connect with you in some way. And otherwise, you know, the other thing is you can share your free content. And then there's going to be some people in that group of people listening to this webinar or watching the webinar that are going to want more. And so it's a great way to also send them to the next level to your product or service. So it's a great way to, to sort of pitch that as well at the end. Now, most webinars are about an hour or so with an intro, the, the meat or the content, and then some time for Q&A and a call to action. Whether the call to action is just something simple like you know, follow me on Facebook or whatever, or if it's to, you know, invite them to check out a product or service that you have, it doesn't matter. Now, some webinars are like two hours long, and this is a Bonnieism, but I think those are way too long. I think if anything goes past 90 minutes, you've lost everybody just about. So about an hour is probably a good time frame. And it can be live with or without a replay, or it can be evergreen, you know, meaning that you record it and then they're all really replays and you can um, offer a different way to connect with you for questions because there's not a live Q&A. There's lots of services that provide that, or you can simply use an autoresponder to deliver that as well. Make sure you have though a, a sequence of follow-up. This is really important. Somebody has to sign up to either get the link to or, or watch the replay for your webinar or web class. So now you have them on your list and you add them to that database of people. Make sure you follow up with them. You know, nurture that relationship. And now with all this content that you've created for all the things that we've talked about, and now it's time to maybe put together a book. <laughs> really, I mean, writing an ebook these days is so much easier than it used to be. Oh my goodness. I recommend publishing on Amazon because they've made things so super easy. And you can just have a, a PDF on your website and have people sign up for it and call that an ebook. That's fine. But I think you get so much more credibility and visibility if you publish on, on the Amazon platform. And they've made it so easy to do it these days. It's a huge credibility booster and there really isn't any reason you shouldn't do that. But you know, you still have to have quality content out there. So make sure this is, this is critical because a lot of people think oh, I can just put it out there. Make sure it's edited by a professional, somebody who knows how to edit because the last thing you want is a negative review. And people say, oh, I just want people to buy my book. Even if you put it out there as a free Kindle, I just want people to download my book. I think the real goal should be you want people to consume the information in your book. So make sure that it's engaging, that it's written well and all of that. And it's, it's valuable content so that they can 
so that they will read your whole thing. And, you know, your ideal reader is very often the same person as your ideal client is. So you can start with you know, thinking in your mind, you know, who is this person? Create a little avatar for them. What's their problem or challenge? And how will reading your book help them to solve it or get to the next step or feel better or whatever? The goal is to have people consume the whole thing. And in your ebook, you can have, you have so much latitude. That's why I love the digital process. You can add as many color images as you want, where in print books, it's an issue because there's an, an added cost for that. You can hyperlink anything, hyperlink to your website, add audios, video links, really anything that just makes this a whole nother marketing level. And once you publish on the Amazon platform, you have to be published first, you will be able to create what's called an author central page which it amazes me that I still find people who don't have this. And even if they've been published by a, a publisher, they still don't have it. But it's like a free one-page website on the Amazon platform. It's amazing. You can claim your book, add your bio, images, videos, link to your blog, post events. And it's there for you to use for free. I just have so many awesome things to say about that. And there are some additional programs that you can do through the KDP platform. One of the things I did was gave my book away for, I think you can do it five days every 90 day period. So I gave my book away for maybe three days or something. I had so many downloads of my digital book, Claim Your Joy, that I was number one in two separate categories. And it's really kind of nice to be able to say you're a number one Amazon bestseller, right? So it's so much easier to do it now than it was even five, 10 years ago. So publishing is not that big of a reach. And there are no page numbers to Kindle books. So it doesn't have to be tremendously long, right? You just want to share that content. So I hope that you've enjoyed this summary of the content marketing series. And again, all the dates of all the individual episodes will be in the show page below. And I know I talked really fast <laughs> throughout this throughout this um, summary because there was so much to cram in here and we're to a half an hour already. Um, but I also wanted to let you know that if you've got you know, things that you want to know more about, you want to deeper dive into something or something that we didn't even talk about, reach out to me, let me know. And if I can address it, great. Maybe there's somebody else, a guest I can have on the show who would be better at that, which is awesome. I'm all for that. So just let me know. I mean, feel free to reach out and, and ask for that. And I also want to remind you, if you're interested yourself in doing your own show, um, there's that 90%, it's like 91 or 2% off the Expand Your Reach with Podcasting Masterclass ends at the end of the day today. And as the year 2019 ends, as well as the decade, that's coming to an end as well. And it'll still be available, it just won't be for that price. So um, check out the show page. All the links to all of the individual episodes that we covered today are listed there for you so that you can just easily go back and find those episodes and then listen to a little bit longer version of, of each of the things that I talked about today. And again, we can always talk more about this in, in the coming year. Now, next week is the, oh, I'm sorry, next, yeah, next week is the first week of the month, which is the first week of 2020. Oh my goodness. And we will kick off the new year with our first mindset episode, which will always be the first week of each month is really about mindset, because I think that's so important. And the angel readings that I've been doing, which I'll continue to do really fit well into that, because it's not new stuff. It's not like 
you know, psychic readings or whatever. It's reminders of things we already know, which really fits in and dovetails with mindset so well. So I will continue to do that the first week of each month. I am so committed to providing great content to help you on your entrepreneur journey in the coming year. I think 2020 is going to be a fabulous year. So let me know if you've got suggestions of things that you'd like to hear about, because I'm always open um, to other suggestions or if you want to be a guest as well. So until next time, I want you to believe that anything is possible as long as you believe in yourself. You've been listening to The Holistic Entrepreneur, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Holistic Entrepreneur has been brought to you by M&B Global Solutions, your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. To learn more, go to m and Solutions.com.